Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of Generation GC. I heard you from Good Charlotte, the fans' 2000 debut self-titled album. My name is Molly Huddleston once again, and as always, I am your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this podcast. My guest today is Jonathan Hurtado. Last time, we talked about Reason to Stay from Youth Authority. On our next episode, we'll be talking about a song from The Young and the Hopeless. Jonathan Hurtado is a fifth grade teacher from Raleigh, California. Since he was a teenager, both Good Charlotte and Paramore have been tied as his favorite band. Little side note, I loved talking to Jonathan about Paramore. I had seen them in like 2005 before they were big or anything. And I don't know, like I never really took the time to get into them. But in recent years, I've been listening to more Paramore uh, and I love it. So it was pretty cool to talk to a Paramore expert, if you will. When Jonathan's not teaching, he enjoys reading books and going to concerts. He also loves spending time with his boyfriend, their dog Rocket, so you know we talked about the dog, and his nephew and niece. Also, yeah, hi, uh, it's me, Molly, your host. Uh, I am recording this intro on Saturday, November 12th, which is a full month since I last released an episode, episode 97, on Wednesday, October 12th. What have I been up to? Um, in the intro for episode 97, as well as on Twitter, you know, I share that I have just been having a lot of migraines. Um, I still am dealing with that. In the past month, I have also been catching up with some writing and photography work and just, you know, trying to balance that. Um, and that's super exciting. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, still dealing with some migraines. I had a stretch, like, not too long after I released the last episode for 13 days where I had a migraine almost every single day. Uh, it was brutal. I, I've been able to try some new medications since, tried some home remedies that help, ice packs, seating pads, um, supplements, that kind of thing. You know, I'm still getting pretty frequent migraines, but the good news is, knock on wood, they have not been quite as severe, so I'm starting to get better at stopping them early. And it's just been a lot easier for me to be at my computer working on the podcast. Uh, I also have reading glasses now. Yeah, I, I needed reading glasses. Who knew? Um, and yeah, it's just a lot more comfortable to read. Would you believe that? Reading glasses make it more comfortable and easier to read or do any kind of close-up work. So yes, things are definitely looking up. They're starting to improve, which is really exciting. And I'm definitely really hopeful that the next episode... Uh, episode 99 will come out soon and I will update across all the Generation GC socials when that one is ready to go. Um, don't know exactly when yet, but hoping it's soon, hoping it's sooner than a month for sure. Yeah, it, it has definitely taken me a bit to get back into this routine of more regularly scheduled episodes and I just want to say thank you again for listening to Generation GC. I love doing this show. I love researching to write my episode notes for recording. Um, any of my guests can attest to the like super detailed Google Docs that I send out. I love having the conversations with each and every one of my guests and all the tangents we sometimes go on. And it's like I never know where the conversation is going to take us. And that is so awesome. I love editing the episodes, putting the final thing together. And of course, I love more than anything sharing these episodes with you, hearing what you think and what you've connected with. So thank you for being a part of the Generation GC fam, for supporting this podcast, for listening, for spreading the word. It means so much to me. A few reminders before we go into episode 98. I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds on Generation GC. If English is not your first language, that's totally okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And different backgrounds doesn't just mean location or ethnicity, though, of course, I want to have as many places and countries and, and cities represented as possible. You know, I also want to ensure that we have a varied gender and sexuality representation, represent fans of different ages and fans with their own unique life experiences of any sort. I would love, like, my biggest goal is for anyone listening to this show to feel like they are represented. So if you think you'd make a great guest for Generation GC, hit me up. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want a sticker, all you've got to do is support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generation GC pod and click support. That money goes right back into making the show the best that it can be. So 
printing and shipping the stickers, as well as uh, helping me buy things like laptop stand so I can see the screen easier when I record, headphones, paper and pen, because I do take a lot of uh, paper notes, especially as I'm planning and organizing things. So you're going to support the show on Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash generationgcpod, P-O-D. And you're going to take a screenshot of that. Send that to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at generationgcpod, P-O-D, or email generationgcpod at gmail.com, as well as your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. Pretty cool, right? Thank you for tuning in. And now on to episode 98 of Generation GC. So today we are talking about I Heard You from Good Charlotte's self-titled debut album released in the year 2000s. This is track nine. Track eight is I Don't Want to Stop. Track 10 differs based on whether you have the original, which is the version with the band on the cover. If you had that one, track 10 is Walk By. If you had the like updated deluxe that came out in 2001, like a year later, um, that had the click as track 10. And it just had the uh, GC on the front. It didn't have a band anymore. I Heard You was not a single, but it, it looks like they played it live a ton in the early days. Um, Setlist.fm shows that they haven't played it since 2003, which I can honestly believe. Um, although I could see this being a lot of fun at a show because it is so high energy. And I think it still speaks to a lot of themes that are still very relevant to the kind of music Good Charlotte is making today. So we will see. I don't know. Maybe, well, who knows? Next time they play shows, maybe we can uh, put some requests in. But we have a lot to talk about with the song. But Jonathan, first, I want to help people get to know you. And the first question that I like to ask is, when did you first hear Good Charlotte? And what were your first thoughts on them? So Molly, let me go back to 2020. No, sorry. 2002 actually okay um it was mtv trl and i was watching it I, i've always been a pop guy that was my thing i was like a in, major instinct fan i was a major pop right trl was my place after school i remember watching this video come on and it was lifestyles of the rich and famous and these guys are coming on right very cool with the liberty spikes and yeah spirit. very very cool and i remember being like wow i'm intrigued by this and then the, the song just kept going on and i was just like very intrigued by them so I think the next day I went to Walmart and bought Young and the Hopeless album. And from there, it just took off. So um, my, you had my cousin Jasmine on recent, or uh, not yes! so long ago. So I actually took that CD to her house one day and we just like both started getting into it. So I, I take credit for her being the GC fan that she I, is today. <laughs> I think she even, I think she credited you and talked about you, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. That's amazing. I love that you've had that influence on her. Jasmine is great. Hi, Jasmine. Um, so I also have to ask, have you ever seen Good Charlotte live? So I was last night, I was like telling up my times that I've seen them. and I've only seen them 10 times. I felt like it was a lot more, but 10 times is where, where I'm at right now. Yeah. Amazing. I even have a Good Charlotte tattoo, um, a cassette with, with their name on it. Just kind of cassette being like, that's the first time I ever heard music, you know, was like, yeah, cassette, yeah, yeah. cassettes for in. So yeah, I got that a couple of years ago. I think the first two albums had a cassette release. Right. I don't think anything past that. Uh, Good Morning Revival might have. I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, maybe Chronicles did too, but yeah. I don't think they were like super wide right. releases. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to see if I can get my hands on them. The cassettes and the uh, action figures, like the full yes. band action oh my gosh, figure yes. set. Yeah. Yes. I have those somewhere too. I have, they're oh! somewhere in storage. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. jealous. Those are so yeah. cool. Well, I know you're a big Good Charlotte fan, but the other band I hear you absolutely love is Paramore. So tell me about discovering Paramore and what you love about them so much. Okay, so that came a little bit after, I want to say. Um, it well, was they, on they MySpace. Came, Paramore yeah. came, came up later. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being on MySpace, right? When MySpace was their thing. And um, Pressure, the video for Pressure was on. And I remember just being like, whoa, who is this? You know, a, a lead female singer. And it was just awesome. So from there, I took off with Paramore, too. And I've seen them a little bit more times. I've even been on stage with Kaylee. I sang on stage with her in Amazing. Vegas. Yeah, so that was really cool. So, yeah, I just, I love them both equally. I can't say I love one more than the other. I just, those two are, like, my top, for sure. So, I I saw Paramore in 2005. They opened for Simple Plan, which 
that's kind of a mindfuck of a sentence. Right, Pair more open for simple plan. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know decode. I, I know some of this stuff. As a Paramore and Good Charlotte fan, what Paramore songs should GC fans check out? Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit on a tangent with this one, okay? Yes! So, oh my God, please! Um, so, r- the album Riot and Brand New are, like, their their biggest, like, I would say the biggest pop punk album. So, I would probably okay. say the, any song on those albums, Riot and Brand New Eyes. Um, back in 2009, um, Paramore was releasing Brand New Eyes. And for some reason, I don't know why, but Joel had tweeted about Paramore and that album. Oh, my God. And I like, what? Did you like, like, you know, like, like print that tweet out, put it in a frame? Right, right I did. I actually did. Yes! Somewhere. I have it somewhere. Yes. And I remember just being like mind blowing. Like, wait, what? My two worlds are colliding, you know? Like, Amazing. they were like communicating back and forth. And I was just like, what? So I, it was super exciting. I even got like hopeful. Like, oh my God, am I getting a good Charlotte Paramore, you know, tour, you know? Oh, but that would have been amazing. Yeah. But I remember him like promoting Brand New Eyes. So I was like, oh my gosh, he actually, I'm sure he listens to them, you know? So that was like, the coolest thing ever in 2009 so yeah to answer your question i would say riot and brand new eyes were the pop punk albums to listen to okay any particular songs from those um so from riot i would say for the pessimist i'm pretty optimistic and brand new eyes i would probably say um brick by boring brick is a really good one i mean that whole brand new eyes album is really good so Okay. Anyone off of that one? For sure. I'll give out another spin. I yes. was, uh, I've been wanting to dye my hair and I was just looking at Good Dye Young. Oh my gosh. People yes. really like it. It's, it's, yes. it's not cheap, but people really no. like it. So, um, two years ago, I, I dyed it green off of her. Um, okay. Good Dye Young. So it was really good. I mean, it lasted quite a bit. So, yes. Okay. Okay. Definitely recommend it. All right. Yeah. I'll <laughs> check it out. Um, and I know it's all like vegan, cruelty free, which is, amazing. yes. Yes. I think Walmart, Walmart and Target even sells it now, too. So oh, for real? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'll have to check it out next time I'm at Target. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan, I understand you're a fifth grade teacher. So yes. fifth grade, I mean, some some kids are not really, you know, getting to music yet, but that's definitely the age where I think some some kids at least are starting to explore music, entertainment, pop culture. So what are your students listening to? Or 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 you know, what TV do they like? I don't know, what movies, like what are the fifth graders? What's cool? So it's funny, my, my students asked them, asked them this question this week, this was our first week of school, and a lot of them couldn't give me an answer. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you not listen to music, right? But like years prior, I had kids wearing like My Chemical Romance shirts, yes. Green Day shirts. I was like, yes, they're bringing it yes. back. Yes. But it's not as bad. It's not, has not come back as, you know, I would like it to. Like, I want that pump puck to come back. You know, I would love to see a student in a good Charlotte shirt one day, you know, like that would be amazing. But I think a lot of my kids listen to like BTS, Bad Bunny, you know, whatever's in that makes moment, sense, yeah. you know, but I would love to see like, a, you know, someone walking with a good Charlotte shirt or actually know who they are. You know, that would be amazing to me. <laughs> I feel like in a couple of years, you might like I'm I'm going to turn 31 in a few days, so I don't have kids. But like in a couple of years, I feel like I'll see people that are about my age and you know, our age that have, you know, 10 year old kids or so. Yes. So, you know, maybe in time, the parental influence will start coming I through. I, I, I mean, agree. I have a couple of people that I've had on this show are parents. They have mm-hmm. young kids. So in time, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I we hope get so. There. I know. I know. I don't have kids yet either. But when I do, I definitely want to introduce them to this world of oh. our music, you know, like. Of course. <laughs> it'll be amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you don't have kids, but you do have a dog, Rocket. Yes. Um, I love dogs, so yeah. I love to ask people's pets. So tell yes. me about Rocket. What what breed is he? He is a two-year-old beagle. Um, he <gasps> oh is the, uh, the, like the most amazing dog ever. Um, he is like, he's just great. He's an awesome dog. Um, actually, it was funny. I actually posted a video on my Instagram yesterday. He was like mad at us because we didn't give him any dinner. So he looked so like he was like very emo. Like he did not want to talk to us. He was just there, like so angry with Why us. Why didn't you so. give him dinner? Because it was like kind of spicy for him. So we don't we didn't want oh, to share. Oh, that you with didn't him. give him your human yeah, dinner. Our dinner. Yeah, oh, our human dinner. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were saying you didn't no, give no, him no. his dinner. <laughs> no, 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 no. Our human dinner. He beagles, if you didn't know, beagles have very strong noses. So they yeah. are very into food and they want your human food, you know, versus their food. So they're they're very like athletic too yes, right so i'm yes. sure they could jump and <laughs> yeah and that nose gets them in trouble let me tell you that nose oh definitely god. gets them in trouble yeah oh my god well we could talk yeah. about your dog all day i'm sure right. but i want to get into i heard you so i mean we connected on twitter but through 
Jasmine. Right. I, I don't remember even exactly when, but I know it's been a long time and I'm, I'm right. so glad we could finally do this. I know me too. I, I want to know what sticks out to you about, I heard you. Okay. For, so for me, like, I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Molly. Growing, like when I was first a good Charlotte fan back in 2002, this first, this, this first album was not my favorite. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was not my favorite album. I think until I became an adult, did mm. that album grow on me more? You know, I, I guess I was able to like understand it at like a different level, more of a maturity level, I guess you can say. But okay. um, it wasn't until I was an adult that this album really stuck out to me. And I Heard You was the one that like really stuck with me the most. Um, and I think just because just hearing those lyrics, I was able to relate, you know, I was able to relate <laughs> yeah. to them in the sense of like, wait, in high school, I kind of felt that way too, you know, and like, just, just, I don't know. I was able to relate more as an adult versus high school me, which was kind of weird to me. I was like, you would think high school me would be able to relate to that album more because I feel like it is more of like their high school album, as you can say, Definitely. you know, but, but I, I think there's something that is to be said about like being a grown adult and having kind of an outside perspective on your own adolescence. Right. That sounds, I don't know if like pretentious is the right word, but too like, like academic, yeah. but you know, you grow up and sometimes you just have a better understanding of yeah. what actually happened to you and what you were feeling. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into the lyrics. What's your interpretation of this song? Okay. So my interpretation of this song is just the person, I don't want, I don't know if want to say, it could be, you know, it could be the either narrator. The yeah. Narrator. The narrator yeah. is just feeling like, you know, he's not, they are not relating or they're not getting across to this person. You know, in this case, it was the girl because he talks about having her her quarterback boyfriend. So it's more of like, you know, either he tried talking to her or whatever the case may be. Yeah. and just didn't, didn't fall in his place because he even says like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I don't want you to, I heard you say you're not good enough for me, you know? So it's like, Either he's getting rejected constantly or something of that nature, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I started my notes for this with, oof, big ouch right here. Right. Um, and, yeah, I think it's about being rejected by someone that's cooler than you. Yeah. Because you're not good enough. And, you know, high, likely a high school boy uh, being rejected by this cool girl he wants to date, you know. I, I don't know if he asked her out and she said no, or if they were dating and she broke up with him for, you know, the, the football quarterback. Um, but he says that he screwed up again, which right. I think that line really gets me because like, okay, did, did he actually do something like awful that would like ruin his chances? Or is he just like, oh, she rejected me. It must be because of this totally innocuous thing yes, did, yes. you know and i love that he keeps saying like i heard you i heard you, you know he keeps saying that over and over it's like my favorite part i'm like man if only yeah. i could hear this live you know like, i know awesome. it's like a uh a chant almost like yeah. gang vocals yeah 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 i want to just touch on kind of the idea of rejection like i know we're we're getting pretty like intense about this but like is your guess that, you know, the, the girl she's, this narrator is talking about, did she explicitly say like, you're not good enough for me? Or do you think that, that the narrator of this song is kind of just presuming that? I kind of feel like he's presuming in the way they said, like, I heard you say, you know, it's kind of like, I wasn't paying attention. I walked into the wall again. Like, I kind of feel like it was more of like, he just presumes that she thinks that, you know, like just right, the way right. you're in the which is like kind of very clever. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you didn't, he's not, if we're taking this as what it's about, like, he's not saying I heard the, you know, really rude names that you called me or whatever. Right. It's, oh, well you said this and what I heard was I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, well, I'll, I'll get into my own experience of rejection, but like, you know, sometimes it is personal it is sometimes it isn't often it's not um but it hurts exactly and it's so easy to say don't take it personal or you deserve better or whatever but like it still hurts and i think 
yeah, I was thinking about this because I, I, I'm trying to think like, do you, is this song only about like wanting to date someone that's cooler than you, that's rejecting you? Or is it just about wanting to like fit in with a certain crowd? Is it both? I feel I'm like kind it's of both. not sure. Yeah, I feel like it could be both. Cause I mean, you know, especially in high school, like you want to be like, you want to fit in with everyone, you know? So I think it could go as both, like not just dating someone, but trying to fit in with the, with the cool crowd or whatever you want to call it, you know? So yeah. I think it definitely could be both. Yeah, no, I, I think about that too. And I think back to what we were saying about, I heard, you know, you said this, I heard that I'm not good enough. I'm not cool, you know? Right. And it's like, you, you don't need to have someone actually say the words, you don't fit in, you're not cool for you to know. To know. Mo- yes. Most people like, obviously, you know, some, some people are not great at picking up social cues for so many different reasons. But I mean, if you're not invited to the party, like. Right. Definitely. You know. If yeah. you don't, if nobody's sitting with you at lunch, like nobody's picking you. If you're picked last in gym class, you're right. You know, yeah. Um, where do you think this song fits, like in terms of genre? What would you? How would you classify it? I don't know. I feel like it. I don't know. I feel like this is more of like their pop punkish. You know, like especially like this song alone. I think it definitely fit in that pop punk genre, just because it yeah. was that beginning of their beginning stages of, of Good Charlotte. So I think pop punk for sure. I, I get such a like retro pop punk vibe yeah. to like, how high energy this is. Yeah. For some reason, um, I think like not another team movie. Whenever I hear this song, I think of like that movie, not another team, you know, like just something like in that it, 90s time or, you know, like 20, well, well, early 2000s. Like Okay, so let's let's get into it's a little bit of backstory and some uh, right. articles I pulled. So I did not really find interviews that, where they talked about this song in particular, but as I always reference when we talk about the first album, there's not a whole lot of interviews from that time period online. Yeah. So, but I do remember a lot of interviews where, and this is often cited on like fan sites too, where the twins talked about high school and love and dating and Benji saying that Joel was always moping about some girl. (laughs) And, you know, we know that all four original members of GC were outsiders. They didn't fit in. They got bullied. They were not the cool kids. So I'm going to read some quotes from a wonderful Washington Post piece called Mastering the Geek Tragedy. Um, it's, It's such a great article. So this is the opening. Sitting in a chauffeured van in the parking lot of La Plata High School, the members of Good Charlotte reminisce about the high school agonies they've not yet forgotten. Because pause here this this was published november 12th 2000 so they were two and a half years out of high school yeah or so you know yeah all five of them attended the play to high twin brothers benji and joel the band's songwriters and oldest members graduated in 97 didn't paul also graduate in 97 right i was gonna say that i think he did i think so yeah billy the youngest graduated last may so they all vividly remember the way their schoolmates taunted Benji because his black nail polish defied Southern Maryland convention. The time some jocks taped Joel to a locker room bench and rubbed Ben Gay on a part of his body where Ben Gay doesn't belong. And, you know, then we know they started the band. Joel tells a story of, you know, these kids would prank call them saying, we're at Atlantic Records and we want to sign you. And he said, those type of things hurt. It's funny now, but back then it sucked. And then there's another quote, which I love that you had mentioned, not another teen movie, because as I was reading through my notes before we hopped on, I read this and I thought of not another teen movie. I was like, it's perfect. The Ascent of Good Charlotte plays like one of those impossible 80s teen movies in which the geek who gets picked on in school turns out to be like really, really cool. So awesome. Yeah, right. I mean, Benji and Joel married... Right. Exactly. Billy and Paul are also married to gorgeous, wonderful women. Like, and they're all extremely talented, extremely successful. Like, things have worked out. Yes. 
And not to mention, they're all they're all very handsome men. You got to admit, yeah. you know, they're very, very polite, very handsome men. So right, yeah. they all have children. Like exactly. Um, I also want to mention a quote from the iconic "The Polite Punks" article on Rolling Stone, which is probably my favorite thing that's been written about Good Charlotte. Like I said it all the time. It's so so good. As the stress mounted at home, the differences in the twins' personalities became apparent. Benji, brawnier and more quick-tempered than his brother, put up a tough guy front. And Joel, the more sensitive of the two, pined for girls and moped around the house. When my dad left, I was always one that was kind of, like, crying about it. Like, why us? Why us? Joel says. Lucky for me, I had Benj. We've always been sidekicks. The chip he had on his shoulder was more out of necessity back then. But we always had each other all the time to say, man, don't worry. It'll be all right. It'll get better. Uh. It breaks my heart, but I'm just so glad that they've come such a long way. You know, it's like, yeah. <sighs> but even, you know, I think about, I was just thinking about, I interviewed Billy in 2018, right before Generation RX came out mm-hmm. and for Substream. And I remember him talking about how this is in 2018, how they've always felt like kind of, you know, misfits and like underdogs in a way, even at the top of their game. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that's like so core to who they are that they like celebrate that not in like a baggage kind of way so much as like they're they're always just their own kind of thing and they're not almost like they don't like yeah yeah they don't like they don't forget where they came from in a sense too you know like they just always remember that which is awesome definitely well jonathan do you have any memories or stories that you want to share about i heard you um i think like i said earlier not so much like memories of like when the song first came out but i think for me it's just again just kind of like taking me back to like being in high school and feeling like i didn't fit in you know because in high school i was going through like not only was i trying to fit in with like the cool kids i guess you can say because i mean who doesn't right in high school Mm -hmm. but also like feeling like i didn't really belong anywhere you know and um just to kind of like side note I was going dealing with like my sexuality at the time. I was dealing with like, you know, trying to be like the cool kid, you know? So it was like two battles that I was trying to to figure out who you are. Right. Right. You know, and it was like, like a double battle almost. So I feel like for me, when I hear this song now as an adult, I just think like, dang, like that really was me. Like, you know, not necessarily trying to like please anybody, but like, I guess in a way trying to please myself and trying to like figure out again, like we said, who I was, you know? So that's definitely what it takes me back to. And if you don't know who you are, of course you don't fit in right because you you don't know where you're gonna fit in exactly yeah um i could go on about rejection and not fitting in for for hours you know i have two significant crushes that i think of from middle school there was spencer he never actually rejected me but which was great and I never like made a move or anything you know but I I I knew like he was a popular kid right he was my neighbor like we were like friendly but and my high school crush was Mike and he like I like wrote him a letter and he never said you're not good enough for me he he actually said like you're awesome and like I'm so glad we're on swim team together like he was really really polite about it but of course I you know, had the thought, oh, I'm just not good enough for him. If I was prettier, if I was cooler, if I had, you know, if I was better at this or that or more like this, right. or you know, he'd yeah. like me. Um, as an adult, I realized I was diagnosed with ADHD and something that I, like, I've always been very sensitive to rejection. And I learned the term rejection sensitive dysphoria, which basically means extremely sensitive to real or perceived rejection like even if you're not actually being rejected you sometimes perceive it as such and get really upset um and it's sucks it's not great but it's like helpful having a name for it you know and I think that's like a more common thing than people even realize um it's just people's know neurodiversities like people have different ways that they in my case experience rejection um 
people have different ways they understand and relate to others. People have different ways they show they want to be your friend or they show they want to date you, you know, different understandings of social norms and social cues and people have their own trauma, but you know, and, and it's very like, I've been to therapy and a lot of self-work, like a lot of reflection. And it's very easy to say, like, it's not about you because oh my God, I'm like, I, I'm very passionate <laughs> about this. Like, I feel so strongly about this. Like, it's very easy to say, oh, it's not about you. Don't take it personal, you know, but it, it's so, it, you know, it still is a, a sadness, right. often a hurt when like, you know, you're 15 and you don't have anybody to sit with at lunch right. and you go up to people you think you're friends with and they're like, oh, sorry, our table's full or, or whatever it right. is, you know, and maybe they're saving a seat for someone or maybe they are actually icing you out, you know, right? but it's okay to feel sad about rejection, but also, yes, it's often not about you. People have their own shit, their own trauma their own life experiences like that that inform you know how they treat others how they interact with others and as you're mentioning that i kind of feel like i might have i might have that too like the sense of like you know i've always felt rejected whether it be you know like fitting in or like you know even as an adult like getting a job you know like it was always just something like to reject you by so yeah again, like my trauma too, growing up, it was like, maybe I felt like rejected in that sense, or I felt like I was being rejected and I really wasn't, but it could have, you know, just stemmed from so many different things of just, yeah. yeah, And and there's, you know, what I've, what I've read about RSD, like in ADHD is like, some of it is executive function and like neurochemical and just like hardwired. Right. Like in the same way that my brain kind of has trouble knowing what to pay attention to sometimes uh-huh. my my brain emotionally right. sometimes doesn't know what to pay attention to and sometimes it hyper focuses on something that's actually not a big deal but right i get very sad about it um so it's that and it's also like you know like you were saying like life experiences kind of like build up so you start to presume almost and maybe 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 i give off signals that i don't want to fit it right who knows you know it's also like too like what you know just that one time of being rejected it's just after that you're gonna think every time you're just gonna get rejected you know it's just yeah domino effect in a way it's a huge domino effect um right and the to tie into our next topic a little it's a theme that I think really relates to a couple other GC songs. Um, oh, definitely. Which the first one I had on here was the one your cousin Jasmine yes. spoke about, which was Change, which, yes. oof. Right? oof. It, yeah. <laughs> yes. That it just, it interwines together. It's like a part one and part two, you know, just, I heard yeah. you and Change. Just like, first you have the rejection part and then you have the part where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm standing I'm here like, looking at you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe it's like we're at prom and I see right. you dancing with the new boyfriends. Like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, little things comes to mind for me. Any, I anything agree. Else? Yeah. No, I think those two for sure. You hit them on the, you hit them pretty much on the nail, nail yeah. on the head. Yeah, for sure. Little things like they even almost like sound the same, right? Like it almost like it would it'd be good to have them together. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's even like, on Generation RX, a lot of that album is like thinking about how you talk to yourself, right? For sure. Yes. And look, this is again like I've done a bunch of therapy. I've done a lot of self-reflection, like since I was diagnosed with ADHD and had my breakup and everything. And like right. it, the the things we tell ourselves can affect how we feel, you know? And the things that we assume from others, right? Right. So if you have always gotten rejected and someone says, oh, no, I don't want to date you, you're probably going to assume it's you. And you're probably going to start like saying not so nice things to yourself, which is, you know, the, the generation RX, right? Definitely. Um, 
So it's cool to kind of see those like ultimately similar kind of things, like like self-esteem, I guess. I'm like, right. I'm like, like self-esteem and self-image um, right. coming back to some different ways. I think it comes down to at the end of the day, you know, we have to just learn to love ourselves, which is really hard when you're being rejected all the time, you know, but right. kind of to quote one of my favorite people, RuPaul, it's like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell can you love someone else? Right. So you have to love yourself first before you can actually, you know, yeah. love somebody else. But again, it is hard with that rejection. It's like, you know, you're getting knocked down left and right, but yeah, you just have to love yourself, you know? Like, yeah. I want to, uh, I want to take a second to continue this tangent, I guess, but like, I want to mention that I encourage anyone who feels they need it, who feels they might possibly benefit for it to seek therapy um, as well as if any kind of psychiatric medication is right for you, that's great too. That, that can make a difference too. But to also like a big thing I've had to learn is like, I'm not a work in progress and like, you can accept love as you are now, right. you know, right. and, and there's, like you said, some kind of loving yourself that has to happen before you can like, especially in like a romantic relationship before yes. you can really get there. But it doesn't mean you have to like act as if you never had whatever difficult experiences you've had before you deserve right. love. You know, right. you have to like come to terms with it, I think. Um, I hate that, like, especially for men, I think a lot of times men don't want to seek therapy. They feel like that's for the weak or that makes them look yeah. weak. But I mean, I, I did therapy too, especially in the start of COVID that, you know, a lot of things were just hitting me, you know, I was at home and like, you know, all I did was think. So I definitely feel like it does help. So yeah, yeah. to echo what you said, therapy definitely does help. Yeah. Therapy and, and some of therapy is talking, some of self-improvement is figuring out what you are lacking in your life and maybe right. you know therapy helps you figure that out but like and doing that you know right. like if, if you're lacking community then then figuring out how to to get there it's yes definitely yeah. well i want to get into some uh critical response and uh, reviews and such of this album um not a whole lot that came up in terms of reviews there's not a lot of reviews of this album online but chorus.fm did mention it in their 20-year retrospective of this album they said another ode to the days of growing up while blocking up out the outside noise i agree i agree yeah. i definitely think we all kind of went through that right yeah and then tressa the insane on angel fire gave the album eight thumbs up and she seemed into this song the songs are really quite simple, especially the guitar parts. So it really surprised me when I opened the CD, CD booklet and discovered they have two guitarists. <laughs> the lyrics are nothing special, but at least they are trying to branch out beyond every song being about girls. That's a good point. A lot of pop punk bands would only put out albums about girls. Right. Uh, Waldorf Worldwide, East Coast Anthem, I Heard You, and Walk By are all good pop punk songs, plus The Little Things was a good choice for a single. Good Charlotte is more enjoyable if you accept it as catchy pop punk. Don't expect something mind-blowingly original. <laughs> okay. Um, YouTube comments, there was a fan upload by AC Wibley. A lot of people here were mentioning Project Gotham, which I think is the video Um, And someone also mentioned hearing it on Dude, Where's My Car? Although I thought it was little things that played right. on Where's My Car. That's what I thought too. They, they might have got mixed up. Yeah. Um, Underground Punk Guy said, this is going straight into the Summer Pop Punk Songs playlist. Maddie said, I love their voices together in this song. Boss Sound Production said, damn, I was listening to this song in my head because I remember it from a racing game back when Xbox first came out and I was trying to remember the band. <laughs> um. Jack Martini said, I'm here because Alexa said this was her favorite Good Charlotte song. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I have my Echo Dot right next to me. Let's let's ask. I don't know if I'll... Yeah. I have headphones on, so I don't know if it'll pick it up, but we'll see. Okay. Alexa, what's your favorite Good Charlotte song? Here's something I found on the web. 
According to popblock.com, the anthem became one of Good Charlotte's most popular songs and has been featured on numerous film and video game soundtracks. Did you hear that? Yeah. So yeah, the so of the anthem yeah. and uh, the anthem has been featured on a lot of soundtracks. Yeah. Um, I want to get into the comments on song meetings. The lyrics, by the way, the lyrics here are not I Heard You by Good Charlotte. These are the <laughs> lyrics for Grow Up by Simple Plan, but the comments seem to be referring to I Heard You, and they are so good. So good. Um, because, Jonathan, I feel like you and I have both been, like, reliving some of the not-so-great parts of high school right now. Right, yeah. Um, and reading these comments, I'm like, oh, wow, that that's that's how I talked about, you know, the popular kids when I was in middle school and high school. Yeah. Um, when I was, you know, writing on MySpace and whatever. Digital Stitches said, agreed. Love this song, too. Good Charlotte's one of my fave bands. This song's cool because it talks about all the stupid stuck-up bitches, how they reject guys just because they don't hang out with the right people or just in the <laughs> right clothes. Jesse Jess 88 said, I love GC and digital stitches. Why are you going for those girls in the first place? I hate how jocks slash preps and cheer chicks think they rule the world and can put anyone down. I love this song because it's talking about not caring if people don't like you because you are just yourself. And no matter what anyone says, that ain't going to change. They're really in their feelings in those comments, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Tragic Emo said, I think this song is awesome because they just bluntly state what's going on. They are a group of guys that can have fun and get over things that are of no importance. Rock on! Spider Girl said, one of my fave GC songs. I love how their lyrics can apply to any number of different shitty situations, whether it be in love, friendship, family, whatever. It's great stuff. She's right. Definitely. <laughs> There's so many good ones here. Dean Asked 88 said, good Charlotte isn't emo by any means. More like really poppy punk or pop. Don't get me wrong, I really like GC, but to confuse them with the emotion-filled lyrics of emo bands would be a terrible thing. I have to disagree with that one, though. I feel like they definitely have a lot of emotional lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we're, get we're getting into the comments where people share their, their stories, uh, their personal stories, how they relate to these songs, and... I'm not trying to put anyone on blast, but you put yourself on blast by, you know, writing your life story and a comment on songmeetings.com. And that was in like the year 2000. So I don't right. really feel at all. MJ Stokes 85 said, this song is brilliant. I was able to relate to it recently when I asked a girl out and she said, no, just because I'm not popular and she didn't want to be seen with me. And she decided to go out with some loud show off just to be seen. Oh, well, I'll live. I bet they're on top by now. I bet you they're yeah. doing better now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Cool said, the best line ever is, I saw your boyfriend, he's 6'3", quarterback on varsity. And that's because this hot guy who plays pro lacrosse is 6'4", and played QB on varsity. Abstract Dam said, this song is whiny. It's just more of the same, the cheerleaders don't like me sentiment, which has gotten really old. Got a few more. Bang Bang Goes the Gun said, you GC bashers make me giggle. GC never said they were punk, the media didn't. I never heard any band members say, we're the punkiest punks to ever hit Punkville. I think it's saying that at one time, they tried to be in with the popular kids and realized, hey, fuck this shit. And went back to being losers and liking their status. It's always better being hated for who you are than to be loved for being a total fake. One of my guy friends on the football team and dates a cheerleader, but the other football players always picked on him. So he quit and then his girlfriend broke up with him. So the song reminds me of him. I bet this person went on and dated the guy friend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. Um. <laughs> Last one we'll read, Peach Dolly 182 said, I love this song. It reminds me of the Ataris, and I love Good Charlotte. Long live emo. That's a good call out. Do you know yeah. San Dimas High School Football Rules by the Ataris? No, I don't. It's a song about rejection, and it's very high energy, kind of similar beat to this almost. Um, so that's a good, good call out. I'll have to put that on the playlist. Um, 
some Amazon customer reviews, a few people saying they liked it or it was their favorite on the album. A lot of people compared it to Little Things or The Click, which made sense. And some people liked that similarity, some didn't. Um, Funny late fun lady Mars gave the album a five out of five and said, I don't care what you say, these guys are the best. I heard you was an excellent track, and as a bit of a warning, you might get flashbacks of the song that is so intoxicating. It's <laughs> another one of my favorites. P Woods gave the album three out of five. The headline was good, but you might feel disappointed. The songs I would recommend on this album, if you love the Young and the Hopeless, are I Don't Wanna Stop, I Heard You. This is kind of rapish, but only a bit. The Click, The Best, and Walk By. If you want to know Good Charlotte and you want to love them, just get The Young and the Hopeless and don't bother with this one. <laughs> Drew gave the album four out of five, headline a refreshing new band. Said, one of the harder edge songs about troubles with popularity and ends with a Styx-esque sing-along. Mike gave the album five out of five, gave this song a four out of five and called it a heavier punk song. John Williams gave the album five out of five and said, I really like the lyrics. They're funny. Funny. Um, And then we had a couple people saying they're a little old to be singing about high school. And then uh, Dave Richards said that it was very simple to simple plans. Good songs. Just not a bad comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start wrapping up. And the question I'm about to ask is something I always ask at the end, but especially hearing your experiences of relating to this album and this song, I'm so excited to ask it. How has I Heard You held up for you over time? This is a, a good question. Um, I I think it comes back to just realizing that, you know, like you can come out on top at the end of the day, you know, I mean, look at those two marrying, you know, one of the two most beautiful, most famous <laughs> women in Hollywood. Right. So I think it just comes back to, and, and kind of back to me really quick, just, yeah. Like I always felt rejected in high school at the end of my senior year, I ended up being prom king. I mean, this emo, Good for you. This, you know, this little emo gay guy was a uh, prom king, you know? So that was like really cool. But I think it just comes back to like, yeah, you're going to get rejected. It's going to happen throughout your life, but you can come out on top. You know, you really yeah. can come out on top no matter what, what it may be. So yeah, for sure. I love that. And I love uh, hearing about just self growth and right. you know? being able to uh, find some, some good things. And we continue to, we, we're always going to continue to self growing, you know, it's just, it never stops growing. You know, we as Absolutely. people just keep growing. So Absolutely. What, has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed? I don't think it really has changed, but I think just since 2002, they just always just, I always knew that they were just something I could rely on, you know, like their songs were always just something I could always relate to and just go to whenever I wasn't feeling myself, you know, or just feeling down or whatever the case may be. It was, I was always able to go to them, you know, I mean, just yeah. seeing them live is just one of the most awesome things, like especially when you're barricade up there and Joel's right there, you know, doing the, the wave and whatnot it's just it's just an amazing feeling and they're just such great guys and they're an awesome band and i'll forever love them for that you know absolutely and i think a lot of people share that sentiment i yeah. think people are gonna love yeah. this one yeah um jonathan do you have any last words about i heard you about good charlotte or about yourself um not so much i just think if you haven't really listened to good charlotte i know people you know back in the i feel like more when we were younger people would kind of put them not put them down but they would like talk about crap about them you know they weren't really like the coolest band or whatever but i would always rock my gc shirt in high school and junior high and be like hey i'm the biggest fan i have no no regrets here you know so definitely um just check them out if you haven't really listened to good charlotte all their albums are great i mean joel is on the vmas tonight presenting you know 20 years later that's crazy he's wait he is yeah i heard he's oh presenting God. tonight on the vma so definitely oh pretty God, cool yeah so 20 years later he's still out there you know so just yeah good charlotte is just awesome if you haven't heard them or seen them live check them out they're they're one of a kind you know incredible well jonathan this has been so wonderful um i also do a generation gc and friends spotify playlist so i'm gonna include i heard you you gave me some paramore songs before 
I would love if you could give me another suggestion of something you've been listening to lately that's not Good Charlotte or Paramore. Okay, so I'm going to kind of, I like to go back on tangents, if you noticed. Yeah. Um, so remember back in the day when Joel and Hillary dated, right? Hillary oh, dated. yeah. Oh, um, how could I forget? So, right? So I didn't, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I was not the biggest fan of her. When that whole time era, I don't know why, it just was like, I no, think. Like, a lot of us hated her because we wanted to be the one right. dating Joel. Right. We and that wanted wasn't the really... famous rock star boyfriend. Right. Even though right. I was like 13 when that happened. Right. Like that wasn't really my case either. Like I didn't want him, you know, but I just felt like, I don't know. I just like, just wasn't a fan of her. I don't know. I don't know what it well, was. She was you know? a, a, a prep. Right. right. You right. know, she, she was yeah. not like a punk. Right. So, so why well, was her, she with him? Yeah, exactly. You know, I love Lizzie McGuire, but just wasn't a fan of hers. Now I am though. Now I am not now knowing that they're friends. I'm like a fan of her. Oh, now. they're friends. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ne- well, her new, her now husband, um, he's in a band called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but it's Winnika Bowling League. Winnika Bowling League. Oh yes. yeah. 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 No, yes, so, uh, Matthew Coma. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been listening to them a lot. So their songs, slow dances and CVS are like my two favorite songs right now. So you should all i love that you mentioned that um you should also look up the song we might fall by ghastly okay. matthew coma does the vocals for Ooh, it right. ghastly is a dj uh-huh. but i mentioned it because ghastly also loves like emo music and uh-huh. like a lot of djs was into that before he became a dj um but specifically, We Might Fall by Gasly started as a remix of Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. Wow. Okay. I'm so definitely if you that. like emo stuff and you like Matthew Comba, you have to listen to that song. Okay. I'm going to listen to it for sure today. Like, have yeah. to. I yes, love so yeah. C- CVS is great. And the video for that is really yes, fun. Yes. 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 Love it. So yes, yeah. definitely recommend listening to that. They're my favorites right now. Amazing. Jonathan, this has been wonderful. Where can people keep up with you? I love this. I've had a great time today, Molly. Um, They can reach me on Twitter at Sir John Hurt. So that's S-I-R-J-O-N-H-U-R-T on Twitter and Instagram, the same um, same names. Amazing. Jonathan, this has been so great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. On our last episode, we talked about Reason to Stay from Youth Authority. On our next episode, we'll be talking about a song from The Young and the Hopeless. Oh, and by the way, the one after that is going to be episode 100. I can't believe how close we are. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Molly Huddleston. Once again, and as always, I'm your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this podcast. You can find me, Molly, at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please make sure to subscribe to the show, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen. But most importantly, tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to make the Generation GC fam grow. Thanks for tuning in.